Hey everyone, it's Jerry at The Fledge. Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. Today on the show, we have Sarah Wallace with us. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Well, I am doing great. Uh, welcome to the show. We thank were you. Uh, uh, laughing about some last minute things at the uh, end there. So I always like it when we come on the show uh, already smiling, already laughing. So um, I know we're going to talk about it a lot, but that lion staring at us in the background is uh, uh, pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. You want to you start with telling us about that, telling us about you, telling you sure. us sure. about some of your projects? Thank you. Yes. And I just want to let you know, my dog Remy is right here by my side right now. I think she's a bit of a ham. <laughs> she want to come on. If but she wants I... to come on, that's okay too. Thank but you. She doesn't get any royalties later. Oh, darn it. Let me get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So behind me, the painting, I actually painted that in the nineties in New Jersey when I was living in New Jersey. And it was a time period in my life where I was, I felt freedom. And I wanted to express that through a painting. And I actually painted a lot of, I'm gonna just point out, I painted a lot of the mane with my fingers. A lot of people think it looks like a Mardi Gras mask, but um, yeah, this is with my fingers, my initials down there, S.E. Wallace were with my, my hands. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Nice. And the, the, the font right there comes from, I studied architecture for a year before I went into music. Yeah, I saw you have quite a, a background. You've done uh, several things, huh? From, yes. Yeah. We're, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you tell it though. Um, so you're bringing that uh, painting back in a new project, right? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us about that? This is a music project. I've been writing songs since I was a kid, actually. I would walk home from school and sing new songs. And I never recorded my own original songs. I was always on the stage in musical theater, opera, and straight plays, too, as well. Dance, I was doing dance. And finally, I, I took it upon myself to get into the studio. A friend of mine, he's a producer named Gary Donnelly. He's out of the Detroit area. Actually called me uh, during this COVID situation. He's like, Sarah, you've got to get into a professional recording studio. This is Glenn Brown uh, Productions Studios out in East Lansing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had worked with him a bit as a kid. And so we knew each other, but I haven't seen him in years. And I gave him a call. I'm like, look, this is the, the music I have and I really want to record it. And we have some wonderful musicians on the CD. I have a compilation of three songs and I use my artwork. Oops, I better put it, can I put it close here? Uh, yeah, that looks perfect right there. It's uh, Canciones de Leon. I uh, studied Spanish in college also, it was my minor. Spanish business was my minor. Uh, and I was fluent for a while, but I haven't been using it in a long time. But during this whole COVID situation, I hope Remy's not too loud in the background. I could put her in another room. She's perfect. <laughs> She's perfect. The ball rolled under something, so that's what the issue is. It's it's the age of COVID, so everyone's on these yeah. Zoom meetings all the time, and the babies and the pets and the plants are all the heroes of the, the shows, right? Yes, yes, so. exactly. 
So this, uh, one of the songs that I wrote has some Spanish in it and it's called En Mi Corazón, which means in my heart. And it was inspired in April. I had taken a nap and I woke up from the nap with the words in my head that were open the pages of my heart. I want to be read by you. And actually I think the words came from me questioning, what is this all about? Why, why are we going through this? What is happening? You know, there's a lot of confusion with this COVID situation. And it inspired me to write a song. So I just kept on writing the words after that. And I put it to chords, music on my piano or keyboard, excuse me. And so that's one of the songs that is on the CD, along with a song I wrote in 2008 called Winter Time. And another song called Sky I just wrote in August. And it has to do with all the different emotions that I've been going through during this uh, COVID situation. So um, that sky is more jazzy. It's, I, I call the whole album the genre of samba jazz. We had uh, Donnie Brown from the original Verve Pipe. He plays percussion on it. And Glenn Brown actually plays guitar. He's playing a type of Spanish guitar. And we have uh, Keith Kinnear who played bass. He's a friend of Glenn Brown's. So this is called my Fringe compilation. And the the full album release is going to be March of 2021. With a ton of songs that I've written from, you know, years ago. So this is very cool. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Do you uh -oh. want to be the first person to ever perform on every damn day? Am I sorry? Do you want to be the first person to ever perform on every damn day? <laughs> Sure, I could do that. <laughs> All right, that would be awesome. You want to do that now, or you want to warm up a little bit more and uh, do it in a couple minutes? I don't know what warming up means. I could do that. Normally, I would warm up my voice up and down the scales, but I've been since I've been teaching. I'm singing every day, pretty much, because I'm teaching students at School of Rock and and I'm pr practicing, practicing, practicing for the different events that I've been putting on, and so. My favorite song, and I, I've sung this before. People have heard me sing this quite a bit, but I could sing just maybe a little one verse or what, whatever you want. Part of a verse. I, I'm all smiles <laughs> okay. and all ears. I sing in Italian, French, and German. I in college I had to learn the different languages and sing classics. And uh, it's funny because I never wanted to sing opera, even though I was brought up in the musical environment with opera around me all the time. I wanted to sing pop. <laughs> but when I went to college for vocal performance, you have to sing uh, the, the languages, you have to sing opera and the classic art songs, it's required. So when I started doing that, it, my voice fit very well into that genre. And so I comprehended the power, it had such passion and power and I felt it in my whole being. And I gained a great passion for opera through that. When you, I met you at uh, the Artist Umbrella at the Loft, and I walked away from that show really saying how impressed I was with the Artist Umbrella and how eclectic our music was. And I'm going to have to say, and I hope nobody's listening, <laughs> I hope nobody's listening to my show because it was you that I was talking about. It was, you really stood out to me that night. And when I walked away from that show with, it was with such a great vibe and so proud to know that someone that did what you do was from Lansing. I mean, it was, it really restored a lot of pride for me and it trickled into the rest of the show for sure. I mean, the beatboxer and all of that is awesome as well, mm -hmm. but it was yeah. really, 
I think you really uh, closed the sale for me, if I <laughs> use that cliche. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I loved what you did. I love what you do. I love what you're talking about. So thank you so uh, much. I appreciate that. That means the world to me. And that's when you know you're making a difference. And that's truly why I live is to make a difference. I want to make a difference. I want to reach people with love and, uh, you know, so that they could feel that. And I think obviously the arts are an avenue, <clears throat> the way to, to do that, I think, to reach people in ways that words can't. And it's amazing. You know, for instance, dance, it has a language of its own music. When there's no words, people can feel, you know, love or a, a myriad of emotions, not just love, but, but it can make you feel happy and want to jump and get up and, you know, jump up and down. And um, yeah, so. So we got a viewer out in the crowd right now, Chris Pruitt, <laughs> saying that uh, you're just giving off really good vibes. Um, so I want to make sure you hear that. Thank but you. <laughs> you want to uh, you want to be the first? Sure. First performer. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna play my pitch pipe because I don't want to start singing it in the wrong key. I don't, this has been like this since you started. Uh, that was amazing. I really like that. Uh, yeah, that got the crowd going and responding too, by the way. So thank you very much for being the first person to perform. And that was beautiful. Will you be doing something like that at, I think it's Saturday at Eagle Monk? Is yes. that where? Saturday at Eagle um, Monk. Thank you to Sonia at uh, Eagle Monk. She's the owner and her husband. Uh, yes, what we're doing is, uh, since they, we have to be very careful, everything that we are doing is either originals or it was uh, written before 1922 because it's public domain because you have to have a special license when you're performing covers at places. Yeah. And a lot of venues, they do have that license. But uh, John Herman, he's the sound guy that works at Urban Beat. He is going to be playing bass for, for my original songs and also doing the sound. And I have Ron Moore playing guitar. He's worked at Elderly Instruments teaching. Ludmila Bondar, she, you've seen her. She's, she plays piano. She's accompanying me for some songs. Jordan Lopez, he works with me at School of Rock. He's the music director there, and he's amazing. He's going to be singing some of his original songs with ukulele. And he's playing box drum for my songs, my originals. And did I miss anybody? I don't think so. <laughs> Way to give a shout out to everyone. People are going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That, I mean, um, that's part of the success is having uh, great musicians on board with you. And they help, you know, I want to lift them up as well. Not just myself, but give them 
So uh, I, I think you're amazing. I, uh, you know, we haven't talked a lot since we met in December because all this COVID stuff happened, but I'm really happy to at least catch up with you and understand more what your projects are. And, you know, I want you to, you know, I'm sitting in a choir loft right now looking over a, a 5,000 or 4,000 square foot sanctuary. And, you know, I want to, I want to uh, see you performing in here sometime. Cause I think your voice would just be amazing in this place, but we'll make that happen someday. I hope. That would be great, yes. Um, so to the show, the show's called Every Damn Day, and it's really about what do entrepreneurs, creatives, innovators, I don't know how you you know classify yourself or anything like that, and you don't have to classify yourself, but what do you do every damn day to kind of push your mission forward? Every day I wake up in prayer and gratefulness, I say thank you. To the divine creator, whoever you may believe that to be. Um, but I, I personally, you know, I am a Christian. I, I, uh, I do say thank you to God and for my life because I know it, it could, and, and circumstances could always be worse too. I've been on missions in Peru to the most poverty stricken areas and I met some amazing children and they welcomed me with open arms. Uh, when they didn't have hardly anything, they had smiles on their faces. And I think a lot of times we we expect so much because there's all this materialistic, you know, materialism all around us, and this is all we know. But when you go somewhere like that, it's like, whoa, they hardly have anything. And they, I don't, I think it's part of not knowing what they're missing, but also there's genuine uh, contentment in the simpler things of life. Um, how I went off on that tangent. <laughs> well, I don't know, but you, you know, I love that tangent. If uh, we'll get to know each other better in the coming years, I hope. Um, but that, that tangent you're on is exactly why I fight uh, capitalism a lot. I fight consumerism a lot uh, because it's, you know, that American dream and that pursuit of happiness has become a pursuit of billion dollar lifestyles with lot yachts and all of that. And really the happiness is probably a lot closer to where you wake up every morning, you know, where in your heart and your, your gratefulness and all of that. Um, so you go on those tangents with me anytime you want and I will follow you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, but it also leads in a little bit to uh, Brian Town with Michigan Creative was on the show yesterday and we always have the, the guest from the day before ask the next guest a question. And his question to you is, why should the average person, the, the everyday person uh, care about art, care about song, care about you know what you're doing? I believe they should care about it because it's lifting up the community, the other artists in the community, not just me, but as a whole, we need each other. We are interconnected and that's part of community. It's that circle. And I create recyclable art. I use a lot of my materials are recycled materials. I, I try to create functional art. That's my goal is to create something that's functional, not something that just sits there. Well, this painting sits there. Yes, it does. But now it's multifunctional. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and I, and I, you know, 
the bumper stickers. Oops, these will be at my event too. I have yeah, those stickers. are cool. Those and are I real have, cool. Uh, from another show that I created, we have a Quantum Harmonies. It was a show I produced. It had some really, I don't know if you can see the buttons. We have some yep. buttons. And That's Unity, really cool. Unity and Mark, uh, I don't know if you can see that one. The yep, Art Council actually uh, gave us a mini pocket grant for the Unity and Musical Harvest at the Turner Dodge. Um, but, and that's another thing is that I, I work with a lot of different cultures and races. I, uh, I want to promote diversity in my projects because that's ever since I was a kid, that's what I was exposed to in the arts. I was around numerous different types of people, different walks of life. Uh, I was exposed to quite a bit as a child and I had to be kind of an adult. And now my time is to be a kid, I think is now. <laughs> and that's, uh, go ahead. Sorry. That's amazing um, that now is your time to get to be a kid because I feel like that too. I feel yeah. like I'm so lucky to get to play as much as I get to play. Um, I let you go on this a little bit longer than, uh, not the show, but the, uh, the way you took the question isn't quite the way that he meant it, but I loved your answer. So I was just kind of, I didn't want to interrupt that. No. <laughs> um, because, I, you know, you I felt bad because it was like you started you know, saying what you do to kind of earn your place in this ecosystem or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I love what you did, what you said there with lifting up everybody and being a, a node in that web. Um, I, I often will quote Chief Seattle. He said, man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Anything he does to the web, he does to himself. Yeah. So by you uplifting the web, you also uplift yourself which also uplifts the web and I don't know, positivity seems to have a cycle too, right? Yes. Um, but one of the things that I think he was interested in is what, why an everyday person would care about any art, any, uh, you know, opera, uh, you know, singing classical or, uh, or anything like that. Why, why should somebody care about that? Well, I would go back to, my teaching, I taught music and art to K through eight for four years out in New Jersey and I was performing. And what I recognized because kids, a lot of kids, they just aren't interested. And you know, they have to do it more often than not, it's part of the curriculum. So it's the same thing with adults or other people. I think that once they get exposed to it and get a taste of it, if they haven't had a taste, they want more. They generally, generally speaking, they want more because it makes them feel something. It's a catharsis to allow them to express their inner self. And maybe a lot of times, you know, in everyday life, a lot of people are taught to stuff, stuff your feelings, stuff your feelings. Um, don't show, you know, show a poker face. Don't show those emotions because then you're vulnerable. Uh, I believe that the arts allow you to be vulnerable in a different way and express, get rid of stress. You know, if you recognize, well, maybe give that person who's never had a taste of it an opportunity to draw, give them a simple project. The artist can have more, for instance, audience participation. Um, I try to include that too in my shows where, hey, let's stand up, let's do a little dance. We could do a simple dance. And then all of a sudden you see the smiles and you see laughter. And it's almost as though, you know, the arts are that imaginative, creative aspect that every kid has. And as we grow older, we learn, well, that's, you know, silly and I'm not supposed to do that. In the arts, you, you're able to do that. And it brings out, you know, that true person, generally speaking. Mm. 
It can. It can. I, that's an amazing answer. Uh, but the, the fact that you brought vulnerability into it, if there's one thing I've learned during COVID is that my, my resilience and my anti-fragility comes from being able, from a, a place of vulnerability, not even being, but put in that place of being vulnerable and then having to really understand kind of where you're at and where, where your place is and all of that in the big hierarchy. So, man, this is really good. Um, tomorrow on my show, it, and you got to do another uh, question for this person, um, is uh, Matt Thornton, and he owns uh, an insurance agency. But, you know, I don't want you to think of a old stuffy guy in a tie and suit and all of that. He's, he's kind of a creative uh, entrepreneur, and uh, I think is really innovative. What, what, what kind of question would you have for him? Or what question? <laughs> My question would be if he would like to be that creative entrepreneur full time and not do his insurance, or does he desire to keep both in play at the same time? And and this is where I have to uh, what's it called? I'll, I'll just call it narc on you a little bit. So uh -oh. you practice you practice law, right? I actually no, I've been a paralegal oh. for. Oh. Sorry, that's what I mean. You're in the law. I don't know how to say it. You're in the legal industry. Legal profession. Yeah. Legal profession. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you're in the legal profession. Um, is uh, is that something you want to do or you want to do the art? I would. Uh, I desire to do the art full time. And the, I actually am getting a master's online right now in law and with an international business focus. And so I, I'm taking a class on top of working full-time and part-time right now. And I'm working, I just got a job working <laughs> full-time from home. And it's, it's an adjudication uh, for the unemployment office. And uh, it, it has become, it, it's very interesting what I'm doing. And I enjoy that. Uh, although long-term, um, I have a global vision. And the reason why I'm getting the master's in law with an international business focus is so that I can negotiate contracts overseas for music, music production for uh, full productions, dance, whatnot. Theater. So you're going to be able to merge the two. Perfect, right? Yes. A lot of people categories, well, you can't do this and that at the same time, but I've always been a multifaceted person, always. And I think variety, that variety can, can all work cohesively. It, it definitely can, but I think it, it requires an open mind. Yeah. Um, it, do you think you'll be a better lawyer because of kind of the same thing we were talking about the everyday person because you've been exposed to so much art because you create art because you sing, because you dance, because you play? I believe so. And I've been an abuse counselor and uh, as a paralegal and office manager working as a lead faculty member to teach children and adults, uh, that has come into play majorly because it teaches you a different way of thinking. Um, in the arts, when you're exposed to all these different walks of life and you're investigating actually different characters, especially when you have to portray them. Um, there's something called shadowing 
and I've taught a lot of my students to do this, if you want to understand a homeless person within reason, you know, to keep yourself safe, especially as a child to have a parent with you, but um, to possibly go to the city rescue mission and, and interview um, some homeless people to understand what is their plight? Why are they there? It's not necessarily because um, they're crazy and it's not necessarily because they are lazy. A lot of times it's because they were down on their luck and they, you know, they've been through trauma and that aspect of it. Definitely. Yes. It comes into play when, I have to make decisions and drafting and editing and speaking to clients and counseling yeah. them and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The uh, the happiest homeless person is named Chris Pruitt, and that's who's on. He's actually uh, just said "well said" to you a few minutes ago, Thank um, you. and I'm. Uh, but he uh, he's going to be giving applause to that. I'm sure <laughs> of it because that's what he says. You got to kind of put yourself. You got to empathize, right? You got to put okay. yourself there. You got to understand because um, it's not what you think. Most people's social ills or most social ills aren't there because of what you think. So um, anybody else? Well, you know what? I'm going to do a little bit of uh, fledge business for a second, if you don't mind. And that's going to be really quick. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get notifications about every damn day and 99 problems. Uh, 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one is Wednesday or I mean, sorry, uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. And uh, every damn day happens every damn day at uh, 2 p.m. So, uh, yeah. All right. What, what was her name again? Remy. Hi, Remy. Remy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, is there anything you want to take us out with? Yeah, sure. I could play a little bit of one of my original songs that's on the CD. And I, this, once oh. again, is uh, Saturday from 4 to 6 at Eagle Monk Pub and Brewery. There is social distancing and masks have to be worn unless you're eating or drinking. And I, I would love to see you all out. It's going to be a fun time with some amazing musicians. And, and I do want to point out that the link to the event is in the description of this video. So you can click on it. Um, crowd out there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to come off screen. And when you're done playing, I'm going to end the broadcast and you stay on and talk to me for a second. But we won't be live. All right. OK, thank you. Yes. This is awesome. Thank, <laughs> thank you so you. very much. Thank, Thank you. you much, this was amazing. You. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to play Sky. This is on my fringe compilation of Canciones de Leon. And in March 2021, I'm going to release my full album, which will be Canciones Totales de Leon. And that means uh, the total compilation, basically, uh, total songs of the lion. And Sky was inspired in August during all of this COVID situation. 10% of the proceeds of all CDs, buttons, stickers, T-shirts. Oh, I didn't show you the T-shirt. Might as well show you the T-shirt. We have these in blue and gray, but they can, I can put an order in for any color. It has my artwork on there. So I'm going to, 10% of the proceeds are going to the Capital Area Humane Society. And hopefully you can hear this song okay. And it may play a little bit. We'll see what happens here. Oh, this is En Mi Corazón. That's okay. <laughs> Remy's gonna sing. 
Oh. We did the clapping. <laughs> I want to be right by you, right by you, right by you. Sometimes I seek the answers when I know the very purpose is written in my heart. And we got a song, and we got a song, and we got a song. And we got a song, and we got a song, and we got a song. So there you have it. 